Three to Us on St. Albert the Great by Father Francis Selman St. Albert the Great, born around the year 1200, came from Schwabia, part of modern Baden-Württemberg in Germany. He was one of a fine group of young men whom Blessed Jordan of Saxony, the successor of St. Dominic, attracted to the Dominican Order of Preachers on a visit to Padua in northern Italy in 1223. Although St. Albert is best known as the teacher of St. Thomas, he was called the Great even in his own lifetime, because he was a man of universal knowledge and may very well have known all there was to be known in his time in the natural sciences. This is reflected in his title of Doctor Universalis, the Universal Doctor. He wrote on almost every branch of natural science of his day, on biology, zoology, astronomy, mineralogy, commenting on the works of Aristotle, who was the great authority on many sciences until the 15th century. He not only repeated Aristotle, but also wrote from his own observations, as he was a lover of the country life and knew nature at first hand. Thus he is fittingly the patron of scientists. But St. Albert was also a great theologian and wrote one of the great summers of theology in the 13th century alongside his pupil St. Thomas Aquinas and St. Bonaventure. Thus he is also a doctor of the church. The theologians of that time, as in the age of the fathers of the church, were steeped in scripture and we see with what love he could write about Scripture. In his commentary on the Gospel of St. Luke, he writes this about the Eucharist. Do this in remembrance of me. He, Jesus, could not have laid down a commandment more profitable or delightful. The sacrament profits us by forgiving our sins and by the outpouring of grace in our life. Again, nothing more healthful could have been commanded. This sacrament is the fruit of the tree of life. Nothing more attractive could have been commanded. This sacrament works to produce both love and union with Christ. In no deeper way, or one more consonant with nature, can they be in me and I in them. Besides a great love of the Eucharist, St. Albert also had a great devotion to Our Lady. St. Albert's life was not one wholly of peaceful teaching. He was also called to take part in practical affairs. In 1258, he was summoned to Italy to be the master of the sacred palace. The Pope's private theologian has always been a Dominican for some centuries now. The Pope then asked St. Albert to be Bishop of Regensburg in 1260. He quickly restored the order of the diocese so that two years later he could relinquish his bishopric and return to study. Then he was ordered to preach a crusade in Germany for two years. All these journeys, from Paris to Italy and back to Germany and around Germany, he undertook on foot. 
the distances we now cover in a few hours by air, took several weeks on foot in weariness and hardship in those days. St. Albert was allowed to live the last eleven years of his life in retirement in Cologne, where he died at the age of eighty in 1280. His remains lie in a plain and roughly hewn sarcophagus in the crypt of the Church of St. Andreas, run by the Dominicans near the centre of Cologne. The relevance of St. Albert for our own time can hardly be overestimated. Surely the patron of scientists deserves to be better known today than he is, and to be properly honoured, at least in university chaplaincies and seminaries throughout the world. For the main attack on Christianity today comes from materialists, who are much influenced by the scientific outlook. We need to pray to St. Albert the Great, so that the study of natural science does not lead people away from God, but can open their eyes and minds to him, for they are studying the wonders of his creation. St. Albert also reminds us that a knowledge of natural science needs to be a part of Christian learning today if we are to be able to hold a dialogue with non-believing scientists. For this purpose, the Pope now has a Pontifical Institute of the Sciences. In our time, we especially need to know how to apply our scientific knowledge and to use the inventions of technology with wisdom, that is, in a way that is truly beneficial for our own way of life and is not destructive of human life, nor diminishes a fully human life but respects God's design of nature. As St. Albert wrote, there is in us an imprint as though a stamp of the divine wisdom. Because of this, more is acquired by prayer and devotion than by study. We pray therefore to St. Albert that natural scientists keep in view this wisdom in all their research and that all students accompany their studies with prayer. St. Albert the Great, pray for us.